Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Deputy State's Attorney uh, Nick Michaels in the studio. He is the Deputy State's Attorney for Minnehaha County. He'll be here to talk about um, a court case that is making its way through the Supreme Court. Uh, it has the potential to reverse Roe v. Wade. That's a big. That's a big if, possibly, or at least have a big impact on the pro-life movement moving things forward. So I um, hope you'll stick around for that interview. It's really interesting, um, good things to hear, and good possibilities on the horizon, we hope. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald in the studio. For, Biblical Bites. Okay. Dr. B. So, yes. Good morning, Renee. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good. What's today? Do you know? Okay. Uh, was it the 26th last week? So it's the 27th Your math Sunday? is excellent. Good. Outstanding. I can add one. <laughs> so so today's today's read, I, I was really debating what to talk about today, Renee, oh. because I, I especially so in much our good time. Stuff. Well, Genesis talks about um, the creation of Adam from oh. Eve from Eve. Adam's side. Okay. Not the other way around. <laughs> And then they got, and the reason, as you might recall from past uh, episodes, usually the first uh, reading ties in thematically with the gospel, right? Right, right. And, and the psalm. So the gospel from what gospel are we in again? This Mark, year? I Mark, bet. Right. Uh, it's about the whole question around divorce. Oh. Okay. So, so got, this is a good good first reading because it talks about the uh, one flesh yes, aspect of yes, yes. man and wife. But I don't want to talk about Tweeting. those readings. Right. Okay. Other than <laughs> other than my, I was really tempted, but there's something else that I want to touch on. Okay. Um, so, the other, but I, what I want to say about the reading, I love this. So, Eve is created from what? From the rib of Adam. Adam. And why is what? What is that? Do you know what that signifies? Symbolizes? You know, I've heard it, but I can't think of it. So right she's now. not created from his foot. Oh right. Nor from his skull. Right. She's created from his rib, Frank, near his heart. I think right. there's a beautiful reality, but also from like his she, side. She's next to him. Oh, okay. So sure. the complementarity. Mm. So, so the difference any, any between inequality and, and complementarity. Exactly, yeah. equality and complementarity. Feet. She's not beneath him. Right. Head. She's not sorry above, above him. him. <laughs> she is. Uh, she complements him, and she's equal in dignity to him. You know that that account, of course, is. Um, th- there must have been, my, my oldest daughter asked me this, texted me uh, th- last week. Uh, w- was there Adam and Eve real? And my answer to that is always, well, there had to be, and there had to be a first Homo sapien male and Homo sapien female. Right. How they arose, you know, the church is very open to the mm-hmm. idea that God you may have used the process of evolution to get them there. Blah blah right. blah. We don't. Right. Right. Um, but there had to be one at some point. Um, and so where they so. Eve was probably not literally created from God's side. The language is something metaphorical, but the truth there, the theological truth that's being conveyed is that she's equal right. and complementary. Right. So, but what I want to focus on okay. in the time we have left, <laughs> the entrance I find, which most people won't hear today, reads this way, or m- many people won't hear, yeah. but within your will, O Lord, all things are established and there is none that can resist your will. For you have made all things, the heavens and the heaven and the earth, and all that is held within the circle of heaven. You are the Lord of all. Now that comes from Esther four seventeen. Oh, Do you yeah. know anything about Esther? Uh, I just read a little bit about Esther. I can't even remember why, but I did read a little bit. She's a queen of a um, of a Persian king. Yes. 
So this is the time when um, the the Jews had been they've been exiled. De- deported, mm-hmm. e- exiled, the uh, and uh, by the Babylonians, and then the Persians conquer the Babylonians, right. and it's the I believe it's the Persians who will uh, ultimately allow the 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 restoration yeah. of Jerusalem and the temple. They were particular. a little more friendly than the Babylonians correct, to the Jews. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so yes, so Esther, so the 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 Persian king, so again he's Gentile, pagan. Mm-hmm. Um, he deposes the his, his queen for I don't know if we know why. I don't know why. I don't know if anybody knows why anymore. Lost <laughs> in the sands of time, maybe. But, but he, he invites Esther to um, become his queen. Now, and this is this by the way, this is all recalled very beautifully in a powerful Veggie Tales episode. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's where I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Esther lived with her her uncle Mordecai. Her parents okay. had died or whatever, so her uncle Mordecai raised him. But Mordecai had gotten crosswise with um, uh, an official uh, in the Persian Empire, and he was going to see to it actually that the Jews were all exterminated. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So Esther has to work up the gumption because normally, actually, even though she was the queen, she was not supposed to like intrude right. upon the king. Right. But she worked up the courage. And prayed and begged that Lord would give her the courage and the strength and the words to speak to the the king, so that he would not, so that he would undo this decree mm-hmm. to exterminate the Jewish people. Right. So what strikes me about this again? So that's the context. And then she prays, "Within your will, O Lord, all things are established. There is none that can resist your will. For you have made all things the heaven and the earth, and all that is held within the circle of heaven. You are the Lord of all." So she goes to talk to the king. She entrusts everything to the Lord. So everything going on in our world today, marriage, all sorts of things, mm-hmm. let's follow Esther's example and despite hard circumstances, entrust all things to them. I think that's a great advice for the day. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. Today in the studio with me, I have Nick Michaels. He is the Deputy State's Attorney for Minnehaha County. Um, we're going to talk about a case going to the Supreme Court Actually, I think it's already there, right? It is. Just heading there, yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, this is a case that has the potential to move the pro-life cause forward in a very big way. So we're hoping there will be some good things from that. But we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk also about um, a Catholic uh, lawyers group that he has been instrumental in starting in the state. So welcome, Nick. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, You and I met at... Well, at least officially, I don't know if we had met it before that, but met officially at Taste the Goodness this uh, in August. Mm-hmm. So um, we got to chat a little bit then, and you uh, told me about this case going through the Supreme Court, and we were like, "Oh, we got to talk about this a little bit." So, so here you are. I am yeah. lucky you. Uh, <laughs> blessed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, before we get into that, will you just tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Sure. Yeah. I, uh I was actually born in Washington, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> since, Washington State. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But ever since 2001, uh, my family has lived here in South Dakota. Okay. Uh, seminary for the diocese, actually, for a while, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did by... I got my JD down at Ave Maria... Uh, excuse me, Ave Maria School of Law uh, in Florida. Oh. Uh, but wanted to come back home and practice. Um, spent some time uh, in Pierre, and now I'm Deputy State's Attorney for Minnehaha County here in Sioux Falls. Yeah, so you work for the State's Attorney directly, right? I do, yes, as a prosecutor. Okay, okay. 
That's got to be an interesting job. No, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. I could could talk forever about it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I bet you could. Okay, so uh, will you then tell us about the case that's going before the Supreme Court? Because I know there's been a couple. We've just had one from from Texas that Mm -hmm. went through um, about abortion. And now we're going to have this other one. So what is this case that's going through? Well, this case is a a direct challenge to... uh, Burrow versus Wade back okay. in 1973. It's called Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. Um, this it, is out of Mississippi, right? It is. Mississippi passed a law that that basically makes no bones about it. They're, they're, they are directly trying to challenge the ruling in Roe versus Wade. Uh, and there's a lot of commentary out there that I happen to agree with it. I mean, there there's always a chance that the Supreme Court could try and... Uh, Split the baby, so to speak. I hate to use okay. that euphemism here, but right. but not totally overturn Roe v. Wade, but maybe limit it. Um, but the way that this uh, law is written and the way that the, they've the issue that they said that they'd take it up, it sounds like it's going to either go totally one way or the other. Oh, okay, so what are they? What does the law say now? Because I'm not super familiar with this one. Well, the law as it stands uh, is the, the Supreme Court has basically divined a right uh, to abortion in the right. United States Constitution. There's right. nowhere in the text that says anything remotely akin to that. Right. Uh, but ever since 1973 and in subsequent cases, the Supreme Court has said that there is a constitutional right. So the states really have no say in whether abortion should be illegal or not. Right, right. So um, this particular case, what kind of effect, if we get a favorable ruling, does it actually, like, uh, do away with Roe v. Wade? What happens if we get that? Well, that's a good question because uh, I mean, even as even as I'm reading a lot of uh, the commentary out there right now, I think a lot of Americans on both sides um, of the issue misunderstand what would happen right. with this court's ruling. It's not as though if they overturn Roe v. Wade, that all of a sudden abortion is illegal in the United right. States. All the court would be saying is there's no constitutional right to it. And right. so they leave the the question really up to the individual states. Mm-hmm. Um, in South Dakota, I know we already have a law on the books that goes into effect if Roe v. Wade is overturned that immediately starts oh. uh, to limit uh, the practice of abortion in the state. Now, other states are preparing for that in a different way. You right. see states like New York have already started to liberalize their abortion laws. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the the battle isn't really over right. with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Right. It just now brings it down to the local level. Right. So it'll be a state-to-state battle. It really will, then, yes. Which is better than the federal battle because I think you can get, you can actually make real headway, I feel like, if it's at the, it's if it's at a state level. You can because, I mean, it, politics is localized. Right. I mean, it, people, it, it's, I mean, there's a Catholic uh, principle of subsidiarity mm-hmm. that we balance with this principle of solidarity. And subsidiarity is... Essentially, this idea that that best progress is made at a more local level. Right. Um, you know, it, your average Joe Schmo is going to have a lot more of a, an influence in what goes on at the state than what goes on at the federal level. Right. Right. Just like school boards and uh, mayoral councils or city councils are actually quite important exactly. to our lives locally. It is. Uh, sometimes more important than what's going on in the federal government. Exactly. So yes. We need to have our effect there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's an unfavorable ruling, then really nothing changes. Is that right? No, and it's it's it's. I mean, or does be, it set up? Does it set us back? Uh, in some ways, I would say it would. Mm-hmm. Um, 
some might disagree with me, but we've never been in a better position right now than to overturn it than we are right now. Okay. Uh, we have uh, a majority of the justices on the court are what are, we would call uh, originalists right. or textualists, those who believe that the law as it's written is what should be enforced and not what their preference is. Right. Um, people on both sides of the aisle, uh, I think, recognize that, that Roe v. Wade is just bad law. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the only way I can see it really being upheld is on this, this doctrine of stare decisis, mm-hmm. which basically says that it, it was already declared once. And so we're going to, you know, even basically though it's maybe, precedent, exactly yeah. makes it precedent. Yeah. So, um, but we have enough judges on the court that believe in, in these principles of textualism and originalism. Um, and so if you're a textualist or an originalist, you would see that the, the only real decision here is to overturn this bad law. So, I mean, right. I don't see how we come back from that, at least from a, uh, a legal perspective, mm-hmm. but we'll always have the the cultural battle to be fought. Yeah. Um, so it would be disheartening, certainly. But we're but the best way to I think uh, to take on this issue as Catholics as as God fearing people is to always be trying to influence the culture. Right, right. I agree. I feel like if Roe v. Wade were were to come to the uh, Supreme Court now, with everything we know scientifically. I don't think you would have had the same result. Back in 1973? Right. You mean? Oh, no, certainly not. And they, they even sort of talk a, a little bit in, in that majority opinion, Roe v. Wade, about how, well, we can't really talk about when life begins. Mm-hmm. We don't know. But the, the medical advances that have been made since 73, I mean, no serious person makes the argument anymore that abortion should be legal because we don't know when life right. begins. Now the or argument if it's is a baby somehow. Exactly. <laughs> the argument has shifted now to, you know, weighing the two lives or or, right. or personhood. Right. Um, right. So that's something that, that is huge in our favor. Right. So this is a different challenge than we've seen, even even in the one in Texas. The one in Texas is really interesting what's happening there. And I um Basically, the way I understand it, please correct me if I'm wrong. The way I understand it is um, if a, uh, a a doctor performs an abortion before uh, after a heartbeat is detected, then a private citizen can sue them because uh, it's basically against the law. But but the mechanism to challenge it is in the lawsuit that someone would have to bring. Is that That's correct. Right? Yeah, that's why. It, I mean, it's a. It's a difficult law to parse through but right. essentially what what's what's uh, and i think a lot of people are misunderstanding the the quote-unquote victory that we had at the supreme court with that texas law right. but really yep. it comes down to standing uh the people who sued texas under this law uh were suing the wrong party because the elected officials you know those who mm-hmm. enacted the law they're not the ones i mean they, they can't be a party to this it's right. all, it's your average private citizen right. so it's going to end up going through the courts may get to the supreme court again and who knows what will happen there. That's I right. Yeah. I mean, I imagine at that point, depending on how they vote uh, on, on this one. Dobbs case, it mm-hmm. might be a moot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the law in Mississippi, is it a, like, you can't have abortion at all? Is it before, uh, only before a heartbeat is detected? Uh, you know, I'm not super familiar with the law, but I believe it's after 12 weeks. Okay. Uh, which one of the criticisms levied against it is that, well, you can't even really tell you're pregnant until about that time. Right. Um, but I think that was the point. Yes, um, it is the point. Yes. For sure. <laughs> we want that to be the point. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, and you think that this has a good chance? I do. I mean, I, I uh, again, I, I, I'm going off of what, what we know about the justices that mm-hmm. have been uh Appointed under uh, the last uh, presidency, uh, they they are people who are drawn uh, 
from the Federalist Society, those who, who believe in principles of textualism and originalism. And I think, you know, barring political pressure or mm-hmm. some, some misguided reliance on stare decisis, they would have to, I think, come to this conclusion that right. this, this decision, Roe v. Wade, has no basis in the Constitution right. whatsoever. Yeah, it seems that we have five good justices we can probably hopefully count on yeah, there. Maybe, maybe six. six. <laughs> yes, maybe six, but uh-huh. five probably for sure. Yeah, that's so. that's my thinking on it at yeah, least. But yeah. You never can tell. You can only just hope and pray and trust. <laughs> that's very, very true. <laughs> um, anything else we should know about this um, case? Did no, we hit it all? I know it's, uh, well, the oral arguments I, I know are starting early December. I can't right. remember exactly when, but, uh, and, and likely, I mean, the Roe v. Wade was was decided in January of 1973. It would almost be providential for them to overturn it in January 2022, but we likely wouldn't expect a decision right. on this that until June. That would be really June. fast. It would be fast, and most of the uh, controversial decisions tend to come at the end of June. Yeah, they take their time. They do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you did, uh, in case anybody wants to uh, learn a little bit more about this, Nick did write um, our guest column for the October Bishop's Bulletin, which will be coming out, actually should be out about the time this airs, or you should be getting it in your mail shortly. So take a look at that. Um, That'll give you a little bit more uh, detail on what we're talking about here. So, okay. Um, If you just joined us, I'm talking to Nick Michaels. He is a Catholic attorney here in Sioux Falls, the uh, deputy state's attorney for Minnehaha County. Um, so the other thing we want to talk a little bit about is, um, you and some other attorneys around the state have created a St. Thomas More Society in South yes. Dakota. And okay, before, just tell me what this is. Cause, uh, <laughs> I, this is not, this is something that's kind of around the country, mm-hmm. but we didn't have one in, in South Dakota yet. Right. That's right. Yeah. There are a lot of local Catholic attorney guilds around across the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's even a, a national group now that's trying to get them all under one umbrella called the Catholic Bar Association. Okay. I think um, I've heard of them before. Yeah. 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 And they're, uh, you know, that was the original impetus is thinking we'd like to be a part of that, but we don't even have anything local yet. Right. So, right. So, uh, you know, I've been talking with several other Catholic attorneys um, on both both sides of the river, really. And there's a lot of interest for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's so far, you know, growing to fruition. We'll see what happens. Uh, right. But we entrust it, of course, all to the Lord's will. Right. Right. Um, why does it matter if Catholic lawyers have a, have a, you know, a group or something for support? Yeah. Well, there's, I, I think several reasons why it matters. One, I mean, I think anyone in any profession, if you're, if you're trying to be a devout Catholic and you're, of course, you're a lady, so you're living in the world, there's, you're wanting support. How do you, how do you navigate that water? How do you balance being a good Catholic with being a good citizen or being a good, whatever you are, whether right. it's an attorney, a doctor, even a garbage man, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to be able to support one another in uh, in carrying out our careers, but also we want to be a, 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 a source of, uh, a source for the lady, really, okay. you know, that people out there need a, an attorney for a whole host of reasons, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and whether we deserve it or not, lawyers have a reputation. <laughs> What? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And so we want to be able to put ourselves forward and have have Catholic lady be able to say, I need an attorney, but I want someone who I know is going to, you know, who has the same moral compass as I do, the same values as I do. And so we want them to be able to get in touch with our group and be able to find an attorney like that. Yeah. So that's really what you guys have to offer for for the laity is, is, like you said, someone who's Catholic who can help you 
in a time when you probably really are unsure what to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on an individual level, but even on a, on a you know, a bigger level. Yeah. Know, our, our hope is that, you know, as, as bigger issues become something in the state or even across the country that you know, those of us who are, are schooled in the law can give a, in a demonstration or you know, be able to talk to people about, you know, how we ought to look at this from a Catholic perspective. Right. Right. Why St. Thomas More? He is a patron saint of, uh, Lawyers, okay. jurists, uh, judges, yeah. uh, you know, he's... Was he's, he a lawyer himself? He was, yeah. He okay. became Lord Chancellor of England, too. That's uh, right. If uh, anyone wants to know more about him, I would definitely recommend watching uh, the movie A Man for All Seasons. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite movies. Sure. Um, he's just a reminder of the fact that, that we, we have to always be putting God's law above man's law. Right. Right. And he was martyred. Is that right? He was okay. by King Henry VIII. Yep. So I thought over over a, a law issue. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> or an annulment issue. Yeah, right. really. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that that's good. Are mm-hmm. there other saints that you turn to in your work or just in life? Uh, you I know, always love to hear who's saint, who people have as their kind of patrons <laughs> themselves. Uh, well, St. Raymond of Penaport is uh, another ah. patron of lawyers. I believe he was a canon lawyer. Uh, so patron okay. of canon lawyers. Myself, I love... Uh, St. Claude La Colombière. He was okay. uh, St. Margaret Mary Alacque's uh, spiritual director, who, mm-hmm. of course, got a, uh, gave us uh, devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Right. Um, so the Th- Thomas uh, Aquinas as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have his whole summa on my bookshelf. <laughs> okay. Have you read it? No, parts okay. of it, but no, it's, it's not, uh, I'm not much not of a page yet. turner when it comes uh, to this. So. <laughs> what? I know. It's, it's quite actually, large. Yeah, it's actually something I really wanted to read. Mm-hmm. But yes, it's not small. And just you're like, oh, I don't know if I can Maybe do it. Maybe a life goal to be able to finish it by the end. But no. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you're young. You got plenty of time, right? <laughs> God willing. <laughs> All right. So the other thing I wanted to kind of ask you is um, a lot of times um, – we don't pay that much attention to the news, to what's going on in politics and law. Is it important for Catholics to pay attention to that stuff? And why? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, that was what the, um, in a lot of ways, what the Second Vatican Council was all about. Was mm-hmm. You know, I think it's the tendency, not just among Catholics, but I think human nature to kind of want to surround yourself with with like-minded people right. to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what we're called to do as Catholics. We're called to preach the gospel in season, out of season, uh, to go out into the world and tell the good news. And we can't do that if we're, if we're kind of closed off in our little ghettos. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, we need to get involved. Um, this country is our country too. Right. Uh, and we have a wonderful opportunities to, to, to shed light on the gospel by engaging in what's going on out there in law and politics. Yeah. So is there a way that that you would recommend regular Catholics try to at least at least understand what's going on out there? <laughs> well, I'd say read the news, but you get lots. <laughs> it's so depressing. You get pulled Nick. in so many different ways. No, I think the most important thing you can do is know your faith because yeah. then when something comes up, then you uh, you know, that's your starting point. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're, our faith should be our identity in so many when it comes to everything, I mean, yes. my being Catholic is first and foremost in everything that I do. Right. Um, so when something comes up, you know, we might be able to disagree on the nitty gritties, uh, the details, uh, for example, immigration. I know mm-hmm. that's a hot issue out there. Um, and we can, as Catholics, disagree on the specifics of it. But to, to know the the general principles involved, mm-hmm. like the, the importance of the dignity of the human person, but also the importance of being able 
for countries to be able to protect their borders. I mean, these are things that we have to be able to weigh mm-hmm. with one another. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that you just made there. Um, because we're so divided right now we and are. everybody's on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. And they think that one side can't have any good ideas and the other side can't have any good ideas. But you're right. It's it's the details can be different. Mm-hmm. Even if you keep the principle, there are different ways you can handle a certain situation. And one side isn't necessarily more right than the other. Right. And that's what I've kind of noticed is everybody is just so sure that their side has all the answers <laughs> And the other side can't possibly even have the principle because they don't have the same answers. Exactly. So, and it stifles dialogue, really. Yes, I it mean, does. Search for truth. No one no one has a monopoly on the truth, mm-hmm. you know, except, of course, God. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we have a responsibility. Our life is really all about coming to know the truth more fully. Yes. So you can't do that if you're, if you're just stuck in your ways. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, some of the things that I know I would suggest that I, I kind of try to do myself is um, if you listen to uh, some Catholic radio is very helpful. Hopefully you're listening to it now. And that's why you're hearing this. this. (laughs) Um, But if you listen to some Catholic news or even read it online, uh, Catholic news agency, Catholic news service, um, you get to see like the day's actual news. It's not just all Catholic news Mm -hmm. or Pope news. It's actually the news and how it intersects with our faith and how we're supposed to deal with it as Catholics. And that to me, that's just very helpful. And it's kind of changed how I look at news mm-hmm. and how I how I really uh, consume it. Because yeah. before it was all just, hey, just this one side. But <laughs> I've, I've felt like, I don't know if you've noticed this or if you feel like this, but I feel like um, in my experience, the Catholic News Services Agency um, seems to be a little less biased mm-hmm. as far as any kind of picking a side. And they're more concerned about how does this thing that's happening have anything to do with your faith and how do you deal with it? Exactly. And yeah. I think that should always be the first question in our minds. You know, yeah. we're, we're not devoted to one party or the other. Mm-hmm. We're not devoted to one political narrative or the other. We're devoted to Christ. Right. Right. And that's super important. It is. So, anything else we missed or should know? <laughs> do I don't think? know about, about miss, but I would uh, like to invite everyone out there if, yeah. uh, if they're available you know we're the same time as more society here this we're beginning a novena uh oh, first yeah. friday novena to the sacred heart uh beginning this friday first friday of october mm-hmm. uh, if we pray the first friday every friday for the next nine months it ends in june which is the, the month of the sacred heart yep coincidentally enough our supreme court's term begins in october and typically ends in june <laughs> right. so we're going to be using the opportunity this year for the first Friday novena to pray for our Supreme Court, to pray for our country and to pray for the end of abortion and in our, not just our country, but in the world. Yeah, that's that's a really good idea. What is the website they can find uh, the St. Thomas More Society? Uh, we're still a bit of a work in progress. Yeah, it's not but, quite up yet. Is that right? Yeah, we, I mean, we have- Do you want to not give it our, out yet? Oh, I, I can certainly <laughs> okay. give it out. We have some of our attorneys listed. Okay. Uh, it's S-T-M-S-S-D. Com. So, so like St. Thomas More Society, Society South, South Dakota. Dakota. Okay. Yes. And be patient. I, I would ask your uh, listeners, uh, we are still getting up and running, but the yep. hope is that, you know, it'll very shortly be a, uh, reach a point where if you need a Catholic attorney, you can just Google Catholic right. attorney, South and Dakota. There we are. Come up. That would be great. Yes. That'd be great. Thanks so much for being with us today, Nick. <laughs> it was uh, really good to talk with you and great information. Thanks a lot. Thank you. God bless you. All right. If you haven't found us on social media or um, YouTube especially yet, uh, you can watch these programs, uh, Catholic Views, Ignition, and others on our channel at YouTube at SF Diocese. You can always find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. 
that is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views.